I'm going to tell y'all how to survive this offseason because the shenanigans have already started. I'm going to tell you exactly what I'm talking about in just a second here on Locked on Jaguars. You are Locked on Jaguars, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Thanks for joining me, Tony Wiggins, the host of the Locked On Jaguars podcast. We're at your team every day, and we thank you for making us your first listen. I have to let you know that our YouTube page that is Locked On Jaguars, it is free to subscribe to. Make sure you head on over, subscribe for free. Hit that like button and then hit the bell so you receive notifications each and every time we drop an episode. Also, wherever you happen to listen to your audio podcast, We'll be there, too. Make sure you tap in every single day so you don't miss the show. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more right now. New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. I'd like to say what up to all of my everydayers, and thank you for joining me every day. And you can be an everyday or two. All you got to do is join every single day and thank you to everyone who always screams out that they're an everyday i appreciate you here on locked on jaguars all right so the jaguars offseason started when they did not advance to the playoffs but now even though the league year doesn't start until march we are in full off season mode because the games have not uh the games are no longer being played because it's over the kansas city chiefs are the world champions or of the national football league at least the nfl champions so now it's official. All of the off-season shenanigans have started for everybody, right? So we're going to talk about those things. And what I mean by shenanigans is the information slash disinformation that comes out uh, about the NFL draft, about free agency, about potential contracts, uh, who's going to be free, who's not going to be free, what people are watching on tape, what isn't on tape, what they think they see, what they don't see. You're going to see people get offended when people tell them that what they have definitively said is the truth, uh, that there's another interpretation of it. And then you will see people get their feelings hurt and and and, and get the fruit of the looms all up in a bunch because they put out bad information. And then they'll tell you that, well, why didn't you teach me? Well, why didn't you learn before you posted it? That should be the bigger issue. So we'll go through some of that as well to trust or to not trust Trent. By Trent, I mean Trent Balky. And I'm going to tell you how some of y'all get yourselves in a blender when you talk talking about Trent and what he will do and what he won't do. So basically, I'm really just trying to help y'all not have a headache, right? And then to not take things personal. Can't take things personal when people disagree with your assessments. It's just the way that it is. But I also know that there are people that throw shade. And you can tell who there's a list of people I know they are going to disagree with me as soon as I say something. So you can't take that personal because that person was born to disagree with you, right? So we'll go through all of this and try to get you guys to, to survive the wild, wild west, which is, uh, in my opinion, the offseason. First of all, let's just get to the top of it. Draft boards are fluid from the folks in the business. I always tell people I may do a mock draft, but I don't publish mock drafts for the public until after free agency is over. It makes no sense, in my opinion, to do it. It's a fun exercise. 
Uh, a lot of content creators do it. A lot of their bosses love love for them to do it. Um, I do it as an exercise to give me an idea of what might be around what what the what the value of the draft is. So these these things right here. These are legal pads, right? I think I got four or five more of them that are all marked up in my closet. I've only lived in my house since March. My grandmother, I'm going to give you a little background here. My grandmother and my mother used to go crazy because I would ask them to buy two or three of these or the tablets, the spiral notebooks, to ask them to buy those two or three times a week. I would have them stacked in my closet. When I met my wife, my current wife, over 17 years ago, I had at least 25 of them stacked in our closet, in my closet, in my apartment. She said, what is all these books? I didn't want her to throw any of them away. They were all field steel books. They were all Athlon books. And they were arranged along with the tablets that I had in the closet. So pretty much since I've been seven years old, I've been writing down prospects, drafts, all that stuff. I've been doing this stuff forever. And, and I'll tell y'all to tell you this. I'm not qualified to be a GM. I'm not. With what I do that goes on year round, I take notes of things. The reason why I write those notes is to help me remember not to go back and reference it, but writing is a form of remembering for me. So once I write it, I pretty much, it, it, it goes into my own personal database and then I really never have to look at it again. But one of the things that I learned to do a long time ago that helps me formulate how I feel about things is I write it for confirmation. So that's just the way that I ended up feeling. A lot of times I scratch it out and write something else. So it's almost like I'm writing a song and at the end, at the beginning of free agency, you're going to hear a song that I've been writing for a whole year, as opposed to just flooding myself with watching tape, watching tape, and then coming up with these decisions, even though I do that a little bit too. But I'm going to warn you with the things that I'm about to say. And I'm, I'm, this is how I set myself free in the offseason. The most I've ever gotten right in a draft was eight. And this is what I did this for our local newspaper here. This was, had to be 20 years ago. I got eight, and I'm still giddy about that and the eight that i got right i got the last three of the first round right i got picked i think picked 30 31 and 32 correct so it was really five in the top 30 right it's hard you're not going to be right you cannot sit here and 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 think you're going to be right matter of fact you're going to be mostly wrong that's 20 i'm betting 25 percent. i'd said that to say this I'm not asking you to not pay attention to me. I'm not asking you to not pay attention to other people. What I am asking you to do is understand something, that people are going to be wrong. And they're going to be wrong for a lot of reasons. Some of them are wrong because they don't know what they're talking about. Others are wrong because none of us know what the team is doing. And none of us know exactly how they feel about these players. If you are not involved in an interview process with players, there is no way on earth you have an idea of maybe the first five or six, but there's no way on earth you have an idea of how these guys are going to fit with these respective teams. And we've seen two teams and we saw a lot of teams in the playoffs that they got the fit correct. They might not have won it all. Only one team won it. But the rest of these guys, they played at a high level. And it was just, look, our fit and our system and the way we do things against you, your fit and your system and the way that you do things. And it's OK. The other thing is, is this argument in the community between people that are analytics and people that, that favor analytics and people that favor old school stuff. There's nothing new about any of this. They're just new titles because when 
Tech Schramm and Gil Brandt and Tom Landry built the Cowboys back in the late 60s, early 70s. They did it with the philosophy of just graft, draft the biggest, strongest, fastest people you can in the draft. And eventually we'll automatically be good enough or better than everybody else because we got all the big jumbo athletes. That sounds like traits to me. Right. And a lot of the situations that people rely on analytics for is to me is just data. And it's what it is. I'm not downing it, but I'm also telling people that are having a baby over it that. It's just it's an organization of of all of the things that you know about football and, and, and you can either depend on it or you can use it as a reference. But how you do it and how you decide to do it is totally on you. So you're going to get a lot of that stuff. You're also going to get a lot of personal stuff that people put in. Like I don't when I do this, I don't do I do it two ways. One, let me correct myself. I do it. How would I do it? But how do I think they're going to do it? So the things that I frame and put out to the listener, especially here on this podcast, is what I believe they're going to do. And this is why. And if you follow me for a long time, whether it's here or when I did terrestrial radio, everyone knows that I hit it a lot. But I have never just said this is what they're going to do. And they ended up doing it. I said, well, these are the three or four scenarios. But what I think is this and this is what they're going to do. That's why I have uh, kind of posted myself peacocking and people have said it on draft night they were like wig you did it again or wig you hit and the only reason is because i try to use the information i have based on who's drafting what their tendencies are and tell you exactly what i think they're going to do all right so in segment two here's what i'm going to do i'm going to explain whether you should trust trent or not so a little bit of this is going to be a little bit of self-correction for people because I see in here is the one thing that I learned in a lot of interaction that I have from the fans is they put themselves, they stuff themselves in a closet. I'm going to explain exactly what I mean when I say the fans stuff themselves in a closet and you're going to see exactly what I'm talking about. So instead of getting smart with people, what I do today is just go, I'm going to show uh, what a lot of fans do and, and, and a lot of people do. That really gives them a headache and gives them a migraine, which, and it's all really, uh, you know, it's it's self-inflicted and it can't be prevented. I'll tell you about all of that in just a second here on Locked On Jaguars. All right, man, I'm going to tell you about FanDuel right now. You got to get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. All of those pigskin games have been played, and now it's time to get down to the nitty-gritty with hoops, and FanDuel is the place for you to be because right now new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. I'll repeat it. New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any $5 bet. That's 150 bucks if your bet wins. Bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same game parlays, exclusive props and more. So just visit fanduel.com/lockedon and shoot your shot. I'll say it again. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot. It's NBA season, man. So you can read up on these guys at FanDuel before you actually make these wages. And FanDuel will have the up-to-date, up-to-the-minute information on the players. And that's why FanDuel is who they are at fanduel.com slash locked on. Go ahead and shoot your shot and get you some money. Back with you. I ain't ever gone nowhere, but we're here on Locked On Jaguars. We're at your team every day. We always thank you for making us your first listen. So the, the motivation for doing this podcast was I see a lot of arguing on social media. 
I see a lot of folks telling folks, even former players, that they don't know ball, right? And I'll agree a lot of times some of the great players are some of the worst people you ever want to listen to when it comes to making GM decisions. And it's not because they don't know ball, but what it is is guys know what made them successful and they know what type of players they like playing with. And normally it's guys just like them. So they have a tendency to fall and go for guys that have a similar background who came from similar stuff, who, who demonstratively play a certain way. And the thing about a good GM is he can recognize that you can be a kid from the sticks and you could be a poor kid, or you could be a rich kid, they can see pressure. Pressure is pressure. And it's, it looks differently and it feels a little bit differently. But a good GM knows that this characteristic that they look for in these guys doesn't just come from one place. You can find it. You never know what a guy's motivation is. Like if a dude grew up in a house full of millionaires, right? But they were super, 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 super competitive. And their dad worked them like Todd Marinovich's dad worked him like Christian McCaffrey, but his whole family's athletes. So we'd assume because Christian McCaffrey's family had money that he's not a dog because he didn't have to get it out of the mud in the slums. No, you can't do that. So a good GM will recognize exactly where players come from uh, uh, and what their characteristics are. The thing about it is nothing tells the truth more than tape. So when it comes to the tape, there's two things. It's the player it's the the GM who's uh, looking at it and the scouts that are looking at it. And it's what kind of operation you're bringing them into and what they lead with. A lot of things really affect whether or not a guy has a great career. And it has absolutely nothing to do with anything that he did before he got to the NFL. It's where he goes, what they decide to do that affects his attitude, that will affect the rest of his career. That's why you have guys that leave one place and go somewhere else and they shine and they look just like they looked in college Baker Mayfield. And a lot of it has to do with him too, growing up, right? So the question and the thing that I've been getting a lot lately is this. We need to draft a center or an interior offensive lineman at 17. Just definitively, just coming out of nowhere saying that we need to do that without taking into consideration what the team did in free agency. Like you don't know if they if, what if they take what if they sign a center? What if they sign Lloyd Cushenberry the third out of Denver? A pro's pro, right? And then they get Damian Lewis and then they get Robert Hunt and they go guard center guard. Why would they take a center in the first round? You don't know. This is why I don't do that. So there's a wig. Well, we're saying if they don't take a center. Okay, so if they're not gonna maybe they'll take a center, maybe they won't. So don't definitively say. Without looking at anything, I'll go with center first. The draft doesn't come first. Free agency does, right? And here's the part where I want to get you. It's hard to draft players. It's hard to figure out whether or not that once they get in the NFL and start getting punched in the face and they get money that's guaranteed, you don't know how they're going to respond. You don't even know how they're going to respond from a football perspective that once they get up here, everybody's good. And they're used to being one of the best players on the team. You don't know. You just don't. You have no clue. That's why I say these interviews are so important because you have guys that can recognize certain things and, and they can ask hard questions. And we will never know the answer to those questions because we're not privy to that part of the process. Because fit is a very big, important part of it. It's not just your talent, but it's your fit. So when you look at it that way, the easiest thing, I believe, the easiest part of easy scouting is picking a pick in the first round 
And that's not the easiest one, though. That's the second easiest one. The other one is, the easiest part is, giving a player money who's been in the NFL and you've already seen him answer that unknown question of how's he going to respond once he gets money and gets up here with the rest of these guys. So if Trent Baalke doesn't draft well, in your opinion, why are you leaving it up to him to figure out the unknown in the draft when he could just go out and almost for the same amount of money as a first-round draft pick get a proven veteran to come in and play center? This is what I mean by putting yourself, stuffing yourself in a closet because you want certain things to happen. But then in the very next tweet, you'll tell me or the very next post, you'll tell me, but I don't trust Trent's going to get it right. So he's going to screw it up. So we all know how I feel about Trent Baalke. And I know how a lot of the fans feel about Trent Baalke. So why do those same people want to entrust him with something where there's an unknown factor? as opposed to him making an easier decision to sign a guy in free agency. It just blows my mind that people want that to happen. I want Trent to get as many short things as he can in free agency. And then in the draft, keep it simple. We don't want you trying to do too much filling in and and grabbing guys that fit your needs. No, I want you to just pick the best players available based on what your scouts have said within reason, not another quarterback and not another running back in the first or second round, right? But within reason, draft the best players because eventually as it accumulates over two or three years, this team will win a Super Bowl or be able to contend because they'll have 53 guys that are good fits, that understand exactly, and they're good. They're not just guys who fit squares. They're actually really, really good football players. That's how you get this thing figured out. And then you have a whole big support staff that kind of helps push you and let you know that, look, in two years from now, we're going to need a guy here, or a year from now, you have to do advanced team building. There's no way, if a team is building their team every single year for the year they're about to play, then that's a team with a staff that's either about to get fired or they're just doing it the wrong way. So, Don't trust everybody's opinion that doesn't look at it that way. And I'm not telling you that your favorite content content creator sucks. But today's media, they're vast, right? And they have different levels of experience. And because of that different level level of experience, I don't think they do a real good job sometimes of explaining to you where they get their information. Most of my information comes from guys that have a proven track record, and I'm not saying I talk to them all, but I but I pay attention to what they say. And I'm talking about I'm doing this for since I'm 54. I'll be 55 this year. By the time this season starts, that means I have 48 years of paying attention to this stuff and doing it the right and doing what I believe is the right way and listening to a lot of the right people. Doesn't mean that new guys can't come along and give you new revelation and a new way of looking at things. But a lot of people are adapting to these new ways of doing things, and those new ways of doing things ain't never won nothing. So you can take that for what it's worth. There's a lot of information out there. There's a lot of disinformation out there. Don't You can listen to it all, but it is time for garbage in and garbage out. Anybody that tells you that they know who's on somebody's board is a lie. Anybody that suggests the peak teams have made up their final board with the exception of a few tweaks here and there, that's a lie too. All of the, none of this stuff is true. It's not. So it's like we're playing a game of, of it sounds good, so therefore it's entertainment. I, I never want to be entertained by a lie unless I'm at a stand-up uh, comedian show because that's what they do. 
I don't want to do that. I'm not going to know that something uh, that people are saying something that has very little weight on it in terms of where it comes from and then sit here and argue with people about whether or not it's true or not. And I know it's not true. So understand that there's a difference between people's opinion, what they want and facts, which is why I tell you, I don't do this show as a fan. I do this show objectively. I also work with Locked on NFL. So therefore, I don't have to switch up whenever. The only thing that I switch up is the fact that I talk about the Jaguars a whole bunch on here. And I don't do that on that show. But I'm the same person when it comes to evaluating things. And I try to be I don't let my fandom get in the way of me telling you exactly how I feel. So what we're going to do is finish this up. And I'm going to tell you why you should not take these things personally. or Why I don't take them personally, even though I do snap back every now and then prior to me telling you all of that in segment three though i have to let you know that locked on has launched the first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel on youtube and now it's available on amazon fire tv in the free fire tv channels app locked on sports today is here for you 24 7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of locked on plus our national shows covering every league find locked on sports today and now Available, which is now available on the free Fire TV channels app. I'm going to tell you why you can't take this stuff personal, man, and don't be getting all mad at people wanting to fight folks over this stuff. We'll talk about it in just a second here on Locked on Jaguars. Passion, drive, and patience. It's what brings everything home. That's right. And I'm talking about eBay Motors. That's right ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed power or style ebay motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you'll always find exactly what you're looking for and with ebay guaranteed fit your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Third and final segment here on Locked On Jaguars. We're at your team every day. We are always grateful, and thank you for making us your first listen. All right, so the offseason shenanigans have begun. Teaching who to trust, who not to trust, whether you should trust Trent, whether if you don't trust Trent, then don't paint yourself or put yourself into a scenario where you do trust Trent, right? So here's why we're going to talk about not taking things personal. If someone doesn't agree with you, it's all right. We'll agree to disagree. I can explain myself without agreeing to disagree. My pet peeve is when if I post something, you I can tell you whether you read it before you even disagree with it. Right. It happens. There's no way I put a podcast out that's 28 minutes long. And within three minutes, you tell me that you disagree with what I just said. You might disagree with the headline, but sometimes the headline just sucks you in so you can listen to the entire thing. And it's not necessarily clickbait. It's not a lie, but it is just one of the biggest points that I'm trying to make. And the podcast will tell you how you're supposed to get there. There are a lot of people that put a lot of stuff out. Right. Just in your mind, find out if someone is saying something as a fan or if they're saying something as a, a person who is being objective about their thoughts. 
because I appreciate fans and I like fans and I like people that have fan based content on it. I just, if it's that, that's, we, that's where we're going to look at it at. And we're not going to judge it based on whether or not it's, it's practical or it's going to happen or not. Uh, even in free agency, we don't know what some of these offers are. We don't know exactly uh, what goes on behind the scenes uh, and what doesn't go on behind the scenes. So like, I'll give you an example. One of the scenarios that I put out, I don't even think I put this on social media, but I asked some people that, that I trust if somehow they could talk to Daniel Hunter's agent, what if they tag Josh Allen and then they get a call from Arizona who has the 27th pick? And this is hypothetical. And once they trade Josh Allen, they get this call where they tag Josh Allen. They get a call from Arizona. Arizona says, hey, man, what does it take to get him? We got a top 10 pick, but that ain't that's not up for grabs. But we do have this 27th pick overall. Or we got this 35th pick or whatever it is that they pick at the top of the second round. We got that pick and a third round pick or that pick and a fourth round pick. And if you happen to just in early camping period, call Daniel Hunter's agent and go, what does it take? So what if it took five years, 135 million to sign Josh Allen, but it takes you four years, 100 million dollars to sign Daniel Hunter. And, you know, you can sign Daniel Hunter, who I'm sorry, Jaguar fans. If you ask me who's the better player right now, I'd say it's Daniel Hunter, and that's just my opinion. And I like Josh Allen on and off the field. I think Hunter's better. That's just me. And you can disagree with me, and that's fine. See, that's the part that I say I don't take personal. If you disagree with me, you disagree with me. But would you rather have Daniel Hunter with a lower contract and the 27th pick overall, or would you rather have Josh Allen at a higher number? I'd probably take Daniel Hunter at the lower contract without the draft pick. But the draft pick is what you could get if you trade Josh Allen away, right? If you agree with me, cool. If you don't, it's not a personal attack on Josh and it's not a personal attack on you. It's not insanity because somebody else disagrees with you. It's not insanity that they make a suggestion like the one that I just made. Because the way I look at it is once a guy hits free agency, so there's two ways of looking at it. You have a there's a bird in the hand mentality, like I know what he is, and I can keep anybody else from signing him. And there's another mentality. Okay, which one is better? The bird in hand or the other guy? So now I got to take a chance. This is where it gets interesting. Do I take a chance that if by me signing him and talking to Arizona, that one information won't get out and then he'll get pissed, but two. Can I really get Daniel Hunter? And can I actually get him when I don't have the leverage because there's no way I can sign him while I got Josh Hallen tagged? This is where having the relationship, the GM having a relationship, this is where all of that stuff matters. If, if I found out the Jaguars are doing something like that behind the scenes, I'm not going to take it personal just because I love Josh. I'm not going to take it personal because Josh seems like the dude that should be retired, a Jaguar. And Daniel Hunter's like three years older, three and a half years older. That's a factor too. The point is, is I'm looking at this. I'm looking at the way these teams are built. It's, a, it's three, three, maybe four year. If it's a, it's a, if it's a first round pick, it's a four year thing. If it's a second or beyond, I th even a free agency, I think it's a three. Year. Wherever the guaranteed money goes and stops, that's where the deal is for. That's the way I look at it. He's signed to do a five year deal, but his his guaranteed money is going to all be paid up. In the first three, he has a three-year deal, in my opinion. That's just the way the NFL works. We just can't assume that because someone else sees something 
that they're insane or they don't know ball or I can't fathom this or on, in no circumstances is he better. Let me tell you why that's ridiculous. And this is why I, this is the biggest don't take it personal in the whole world. Write down your draft picks and write down your free agent. Write down your draft picks mainly. Go ahead, do it. it. It's easy for you to get the top out of the 32. You can say, okay, I got 27 guys drafted in the first round. Whoopie-doo. Let me see the second round and the third round. And then go back throughout history because we look at this as if the way that we rank players or what our big boards are going to be, we sit here and look at that stuff as if, that's the way it's going to stay. One, it might not be that way on draft night. There were guys in the top 40 last year, and I saw a couple of them go in the hundreds. There were guys that were marked down as first or second round picks, and 32 teams didn't see that and picked them in the fifth round. And they all might have made mistakes, but they all might have had a reason why they did it. Antonio Johnson is one of them. Nobody knows the reasons these things happen. And I don't think that it's guesswork. I think there are too many guys trying so hard to get it right. It's not guesswork because there are some teams that do better than others. So if some teams do better than others, then it's not guessing. I'm not going to crap on somebody else's profession and say, well, the draft is all luck and guesswork. If the draft is all luck and guesswork, well, there's some teams that are real lucky and some teams that aren't really very lucky at all. I'm never going to look at what somebody else does and just think I can do that. No, because there are things in life that I do very well. And I know for a fact you ain't going to pick no dude up off their couch and allow them to do the things that I that I know how to do about three things. I'm talking about occupationally that I have done very well in my life. And there's no way you're just going to grab a dude uh, at the sandwich shop and say, come do this. He ain't cutting nobody's hair. He's not sitting down doing no podcast for 30 minutes straight without having to edit anything. And the other thing I know that they won't do is the, the job I did in the military without training. There's no way impossible for for people to do things that other people have spent their entire life. So don't take it personal. If you're wrong about something, if you're a podcaster or somebody ask questions and more or less, if you're someone who listens and pays attention to that kind of stuff, in my opinion, <laughs> watch who you pay attention to. And I'm not saying to take money out of anybody's or viewership or clicks out of anybody's scenario. What I'm just saying is there are some things that you're going to listen to and they are for entertainment. Please understand the difference between that and things that you ought to be challenging people to fight over and get a headache from. I'm just trying to make sure that the offseason goes as smooth for you, because when you're a Jacksonville Jaguars fan, man, sometimes that's all you got because the season has let you down so bad. Sometimes all you have is right now. This is where we're even with everyone. And we ain't got to worry about keeping score because it's going to be whatever we believe anyway. If you believe the Jaguars had a good offseason, then you can feel good about it. And then when the games get, games get played, that's when the truth will come out. The truth is always here on Locked on Jaguars because it's your team every day. And we always thank you for making us your first listen. You guys, make sure you take care. We're going to have more and more draft talk, and I'm going to come up with some big boards, and I'm going to do my thing. But mainly I'm going to start focusing on free agency because that is the thing that we'll run into first. Until then, man, y'all take care. We'll see you next time here on Lockdown Jaguars.